At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A warm up for the low. Welcome to Lovely Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Heaps with myself, Kai Heaps, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And we do have a great podcast for you. It's in the second segment. We've got George Michalowski joining me on here because he does the Portal Report. That is a website that is very new and it is all dedicated to taking a look at guys in the transfer portal, where they're landing, what schools are doing well in the transfer portal. So that is going to be a terrific chat because. That's a lot of what we're taking a look at right now with regards to college basketball. We're in the offseason. We're seeing where these guys are going to be heading to. So we're going to be getting Georgia's thoughts on some schools that have been doing a great job of utilizing the transfer portal. How Miami has been able to land a pair of big guys over the last few days. And Nigel Peck along with no Chad Omir. So that is something that is very much of discussion right now and also some of the top players are remaining in the transfer portal after some of the big guns wound up coming off the board as well. So we're going to be having that chat in the second segment and then in the final segment. Going to give you guys a little bit of a recap as to everything that we want to see in college basketball on Tuesday. It happened very late Monday, but we now know who the successor at Fordham is going to be. Wound up seeing a couple other guys decide where they were going to be landing with regards to where they're going to be playing college basketball as well. So we've got quite a bit there. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment idea, one of you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way is via an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Five that five star review. Really didn't get in any questions today, but we did wind up having a great chat with George a few minutes ago. And we wound up seeing a lot in college basketball on Tuesday. So we're going to be talking about that over the next two segments with George coming on next. Right here on Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now part of the VEASAN Family of Podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. 
tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. And we're back here in Love Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Eats with myself, Greg Eats Sears, and now part of the Eason Family Podcast. And it's great to be joined by our guests as we head out there to the great state of Pennsylvania. And that's where we find George Michalowski. He does a great job as the co-founder and director of recruiting over there at the Portal Report. As you can imagine, they are doing a great job of being able to cover the transfer portal. And they do more than just college basketball as well. They are very much taking a look at everything that we're going to be getting for this college football season as well. So if you're just a fan of college sports in general, they've got you covered there. You've also got George doing a great job over there at Pittsburgh Sports Now. He does a great job taking a look at recruiting, taking a look at all the teams out there in the great state of Pennsylvania. And to be able to follow George on Twitter, that is at his last name, Michalowski CBB. And I will spell out that last name for you. M-I-C-H-A-L-O-W-S-K-I. And George, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. 
Thanks a lot for having me on, Greg. Let's do it. Absolutely. And George, we have been seeing a lot of transfer moves made in the last few days. And really what stands out to me is in recent days, Miami has been able to do an absolutely tremendous job in the portal. They pick up Norshad Omir in Tuesday's, I guess you'd call it, round of transfers. Big man that was able to put up a double-double at Arkansas State. The one that was much more public was Nigel Pack because uh, coming along with some nice NIL deals. But I take a look at what Miami has been able to do with regards to transfers. We know that they were very prevalent in their Elite Eight run last season with all that Charlie Moore was able to provide. And for the pieces that they're going to be losing from that team, I think that they've done a good job of being able to restockpile some pieces for this upcoming season. I think they have too. I mean, you look at Nigel Pack, like you said, getting $800,000 over two years plus a car on top of it. That was probably the biggest story of the portal this week. But the additions themselves, the players themselves in Pack and in Omir are going to be great replacements for Charlie Moore and for Sam Wardenberg for great Miami team that made a run in March this year. So Pack was a guy who I had as my number one guard in the portal that was available this week, even over Kendrick Davis. I mean, obviously Kendrick Davis, Antoine Davis as well from Detroit are up there, but you know, a guy like Pack has done it at the high major level. You know, he's done it in the power five conferences. He did it at Kansas state, put up 17 points a game this year, really improved his three point shot from, from his first year. He got up to shooting seven and a half, three pointers per game last year. So I think Pack, you know, would have been a success and a big-time pickup wherever he landed. But for Miami to get him and to follow it up with Omir, they've just done a tremendous job so far on the portal. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that Miami has been able to do an absolutely superb job out there in the transfer portal. And I do think that leads to a big question now because we did wind up seeing quite a few of the bigger names come off the board in recent days. As we know, Kendrick Davis going to Memphis. I had him as my number one guard. And as a matter of fact, I felt like he was the best player thus far that has entered in the transfer portal. Some of these drive decisions might wind up adjusting that because you've got a lot of guys that are testing the waters. But as of right now, the guys that entered in the portal, I wound up having Davis at number one. I felt like Peck was a top five guard as well. Yuri Collins coming off of the portal that wound up changing that a little bit. So I do take a look at that. But with Omir along with Pack coming off the board, who do you feel like are some of the top guys that are now out there in the transfer portal since we have seen a couple of these bigger names wind up signing with teams in recent days? Yeah, so this was a big week for commitments in the portal, but there still are you know plenty of guys left. I think 1,400 players left in the portal. I think you got to start with Terrence Shannon out of Texas Tech. You know, he's a guard wing guy, 6'6", 6'7". He was one of the best players in the country for the past two years down at Texas Tech. And people really thought he was going to be an NBA guy, you know, looking at him during last year. But then this season, his numbers took a little bit of a dip. You know, now he's back in the portal. He's looking for a new school. So I think you got to look at Terrence Shannon, number one. You also have to look at Tyrese Hunter. He's right up there in the conversation. The Iowa State guard, you know, he only played one year at Iowa State. He was spectacular. He just announced his top six list. There's some big time names in that list. So Tyrese Hunter, Terrence Shannon are obviously, you know, some of the top ones. Baylor Shireman from South Dakota State entered. You know, Shireman probably had the most complete list of, of schools you know, recruiting him out of the portal. You know, he had schools like Duke, Kentucky, and Kansas all on him. It's a rare combination that all of those blue bloods and plus the others that are recruiting him are all going for the same guy. But, you know, everyone wants a guy like Shireman on their team. You know, he's a guy that shot, I think, around 47% from three at South Dakota State this year. So KJ Williams from Murray State, the list goes on. There's guys every single day that pop up. There's there's still a bunch of five-star 
you know, high school guys in there, like Imani Bates, Adam Miller from LSU. He played at Illinois before that. Efton Reed, another LSU guy. Trey Mitchell's another name that comes to mind is one of the top you know, guys that has produced at a high level at the D1 level. You know, when he was at UMass, he was a special player down low. So while things didn't turn out the best for him at Texas, if he finds a good fit, if he figures out, you know, off the court stuff and, and all that, then Trey Mitchell can be a big piece. So there's plenty of talents out there, man. There's a lot of five-star capable talent out there. And heck, Davion Harmon entering into the portal on Tuesday. That's another big one as he was highly touted coming out of high school. Not a guy that has necessarily been able to put up like 15 plus points per game, but was a primary scorer for Oklahoma, was a big time scorer for Oregon this last season as well as we do have George Michalowski. Does a great job over there at the portal report. He is joining me on the podcast and I'm so glad that you wind up pointing out there that there are quite a few four and five star guys. And what I think is intriguing is sort of taking a look at guys that are produced, but maybe at a little bit of a lower level and then guys that they wound up not necessarily seeing the minutes that you'd expect but they were very highly touted coming out of high school and Providence is the example of this because they are bringing in quite a few guys that they wanted coming out of high school and they wound up having high grades on them Corey Floyd was a four-star guy that just never wound up getting out there on the floor for UConn Bryce Hopkins he was very highly touted a top 50 guy that wound up going to Kentucky just couldn't wind up getting out there on the floor there. And I think that's really intriguing. Taking a look at these schools that they wind up, taking a look at guys that maybe they produce like 15 points per game at a little bit of a lower level. And then teams that they're taking a shot on a guy that didn't see a lot of minutes, but coming out of high school, they were very highly touted. And I think that it's a case in which we have noticed that some of the guys that they did wind up having big grades on them, but they just didn't wind up getting that playing time. Some of these guys, I feel like boom a little bit more than the guys that produce at a lower level. I don't know if you've noticed this in recent years, but I do think that these teams that are sort of taking that Providence approach, they've got it right. Yeah, I realize that these kids have talent. They just may have been in the wrong situation for their freshman year. I mean, uh, like you're talking about Bryce Hopkins. I think he was one of the most, I guess you'd say, underrated pickups of the portal that we've seen this week and throughout the entire offseason. He was a stud in high school. I remember watching him in Chicago throughout high school play at Fenwick. And, you know, he was just a physical guy. He kind of moved his game more towards the outside, but he's going to be a power forward for Providence. He's going to be a very good big man in the Big East, like for years to come. So you know, a guy like Efton Reed, you talk about another five-star. He only averaged around six points a game at LSU. Right guy, wrong situation, wrong team. All the Will Wade stuff was going on. So a valuable thing, in this portal opportunity, if you will, for these teams that can dig up all these former four and five star guys and know that the talent is still there. And if they can put them in the right situation, you'll see them blow up. And then on the other hand, like you said, there's guys like Nellie Cummings at Pitt who averaged 14, averaged 15 at, at a school like Colgate. Then Pitt's going in from the ACC and grabs Cummings. He's going to be their starting point guard. So he's going to get the same minutes that he was getting at Colgate. He's going to have the opportunity to you know, replicate or try to get as close as he can to those same numbers that he put up, but this time in the ACC. So as I've been interviewing these players that are in the portal, as we've been talking to coaches, players and such, it's just been crazy to see all the different journeys that these players have taken and that they want to take after the portal. So it's a great opportunity for a lot of guys. It it hurts a lot of teams and it helps a lot of teams. Yeah, no question about it. It does wind up causing a lot of big shakeups out there in college basketball. And I mentioned Providence liking what they've been able to do out there in the transfer portal. I think that we both be in lockstep on this one. I feel like Brian has done an absolutely terrific job. You give all the credit in the world to Dan Grasso and that staff. They wind up being able to make the NCAA tournament. Now you wind up bringing in Antoine Walker from Rhode Island. You're bringing a former top 75 guy in Earl Timberlake. You're bringing in Sharif Kenny. You wind up bringing in Chancey Hawkins. 
hey, I hear that LeBron James might be taking a look at Bryant as well. <laughs> I mean, it's just been absolutely insane the way that they've been able to bring in some transfers. So they certainly have been at the forefront, Doug Eater, who can forget about what he wound up doing with good old Peacocks this last season. But when you take a look at teams that maybe are going a little bit under the radar with what they've been able to do in the portal, is there a few teams slash maybe even just a few individuals with their commitment coming to mind? And I think the first team that comes to mind for me from covering the portal for the past few weeks, for the past few months, is Missouri. I mean, Dennis Gates came in there and he signed two of the top Juco players in the country. That's not in the portal scheme of things, but then he just went to the transfer portal and kept doing more of the same. You know, he got Nick Honor from Clemson. He brought Demoy Hodge from Cleveland State with him. You know, he brought Noah Carter from Northern Iowa. These are these are all big time pickups. And he has about two or three more guys coming in. He's got a top freshman recruit coming in next year. I think Dennis Gates in Missouri. I think they've done an excellent job. At schools like Providence, we talked about. Even though we mentioned them, they're still going under the radar. Like no one's going to have Providence near the top of the nation next year. But I think they will surprise a lot of people. Brian's done a good job, like you said. St. John's, you know, St. John's brought in Andre Carbello. That's a big pickup. Obviously, he struggled at Illinois this year. Some off-the-court issues and some injury problems, but I really like what St. John's has done. If, if he can play, you know, alongside Posh Alexander, St. John's, you know, watch out for them. There's just been so many teams that have, that have added pieces unique to them. You know, Alabama's done a nice job grabbing Mark Sears. There's just so many different opportunities out there for these players and, and for these coaches to make some noise next year. And, and we'll see, you know, we'll see come fall who really made the most of the transfer portal. I agree, as we do have George Michalowski does a great job over there at the Poro Report joining me right here on the podcast, and I'm very glad that you pointed out Andre Carbello because I was critical of him while he was at Illinois. I thought that the fit was absolutely terrible. Andre Carbello, a guy with a lot of talent, but him trying to play along Kofi Coburn, him trying to play along Trent Frazier, Alfonso Plummer, I just did not feel like that was a great fit because you've got guys that they do a solid job of being able to shoot the three, and you've got a ball-dominant guy and Andre Carbello trying to play in a little bit of a slower style. And Andre Carbello, he's one of the most shifty and one of the most versatile players out there in all of college basketball. His defense was certainly on display for Illinois, but the bad turnovers, they wound up getting to the team. Now going to a place like St. John's where, you know what, a few turnovers, it's not going to kill St. John's because they've got so many possessions in a game. So one turnover for St. John's isn't the same as, say, one turnover for Virginia. I actually think that this is a solid fit. And I think that that's what really winds up going under the radar when it comes to transfer portal because everyone wants to take a look at, oh, you want to putting up 12 points per game here. You want to putting up 14 points per game here. And I just feel like it's not necessarily apples to apples because scoring like 14 points at Virginia, certainly different than scoring 14 points with the Citadel. And sometimes right. the fit is just so important. Like I think it's going to be with Corbello. It's a big pickup for that reason. He looked out of place at Illinois, especially down the stretch this year, especially in March Madness. You know, they played their first and second rounds games in Pittsburgh this year. So I was right there watching him. He didn't look comfortable on the bench when he finally got in. He didn't look comfortable. He's turning the ball over, like you said. It just didn't seem to fit there just not what not what he will thrive best in but like you said you know St. John's it's going to be a whole different ballgame it's going to be a whole different Corbello so uh, I'm excited to see what he can do there and, and what the rest of the guys around the portal you know finding better fits can do uh, there's plenty of them out there whether it's you know guys that have played at the high major level like we already talked about these smaller school guys like Omir who come in and just show what they can do in a new environment I totally agree with you I think that we've just seen a lot of fascination here with the transfer portal and as I wind up refreshing this, this is as of very, very late Tuesday night, 
1,508 players, according to verbal commits, in the transfer portal. So there's no shortage of things for you to report upon, Georgia. I know that you guys over there at the Portal Report are doing a great job taking a look at that. I know that along with taking a look at the transfer portal, you do a great job on the recruiting front as well. You're based out there in the northeast part of the country, so no shortage of things to talk about. If you want to go up to the pro level, obviously the Philadelphia 76ers are providing a little bit with that as well, so you're out there in one of the best sports hubs in the world. George, let the good people at home know what's all going on with you, what's going on at the Portal Report, and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. So we started the Portal Report um, about three weeks ago now as a way to serve as a platform for the for the market of people, fans, players, and coaches who are interested in the new craze of the Transfer Portal. It's here. Whether you like it or not, it's here, and it's here to stay. The Transfer Portal recruiting world has honestly become more important to coaches of the college and high school and AAU level than than high school recruiting and high school players were. You know, why take a player from high school now, as sad as it is, when you can take a guy from a low major school that's got two years of college experience, you know, in the weight room, you know, in the gym, getting game experience, playing March Madness. So the transfer portal's here to stay. We've got it covered from football to basketball. We've got a great team of young writers uh, combined with, you know, national presence and Mike Farrell on the football side and a team of guys who really knows how to get it done in the recruiting world. So we're pumped. We're just getting started and we can't wait to, to continue dominating portal coverage. So you can follow us at the portal report on Twitter and then on Instagram, it's at the portal report underscore. So follow along and, and reach out if you guys need anything about the portal. I love how George wound up saying that the folks over there at the portal report get it done because that's exactly what George wound up doing on the podcast today. He got it done, provided some absolutely great content. It's going to be very fascinating to see what we wind up getting this offseason. And it's really going to be making a lot with regards to what we're going to be seeing with regards to these power rankings, these way too early top 25s by projections with regards to all these conferences. It very much hinges upon what we wind up seeing the next few weeks and the next few months out there in the portal. And George, along with everyone else over there at the portal report, doing a great job of taking a look at that and so much more. So big thanks to George for joining me right here on Coast Coast Soups, now part of the Beeson Family of Podcast. Coming up next, it is that time of the podcast to give you a little bit of a roundup as to everything that we wind up seeing in college basketball over the past 24 hours. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Pierce, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. It is a pleasure to get George Michalowski on. He does absolutely terrific work over there at the Portal Report. And as we know, the transfer portal, it is hot and heavy right now. Over 1,500 players in there. They're doing a great job over there being able to cover it all. And George wound up lending some good insights today on the podcast. So big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. So we can be a little bit of a roundup as to everything that we wound up seeing in college basketball in terms of news and notes on Tuesday. And you did wind up noticing quite a bit of news out there in the biggies. Aluguasagun Durasimi. He was one of the top Juco players a few seasons ago. Just could not wind up getting out there on the floor. He has decided that he is going to be transferring away from St. Bonaventure. The Bonnies have been experiencing quite a bit of turnover as three other top five scorers from last season. They are either in the transfer portal or they decided that they were going to be just heading pro. So that is something that is not necessarily great for them considering 
they wound up going five deep last season. So not necessarily terrific there. And out there in the Northeast, bigger piece of news is the fact that it appears as though Fordham, who wound up losing Kyle Neptune to Villanova, they're going to be expected to elevate Keith Ergo to become their head coach. So they're going to be saying in-house on this one. Ergo, someone who has been able to do a solid job with regards to the recruiting ranks, and he wound up spending 10 seasons on the staff of Penn State, wound up leaving there a few seasons ago, has been able to do a solid job of being able to just be able to gauge the northeast part of the country. I think that he's going to come into Fordham. Going to be able to do a relatively solid job, bring sort of that Penn State style, a little bit slower. So Fordham, a team that wound up being able to crank it up tempo a little bit more the last few seasons. Got to feel like that is not necessarily going to be the case, I should say, under one season of Kyle Neptune, because prior to him getting over there, they were always one of the slowest teams in all of college basketball. But I think that they're going to be getting back to a little bit more of a defensive approach. Going to be a little bit tough out there for them in the Atlantic 10, but I do think that Ergo is going to be able to do some nice things for Fordham, and hopefully they can keep up the positive momentum that was built by Mr. Neptune, because prior to him getting there, it had really been a dormant program. Romar Reed, speaking of someone that was relatively dormant in his time at Manhattan, wound up only averaging three points per contest this last season. Shot 33% from three-point range. He has decided that he is going to be entering in the transfer portal. Would be surprised if he winds getting a whole lot of traction with regards to teams looking at him. Same goes for Marcus Green over there at Sacramento State. Once at Sacramento State this past season, wound up putting up just two points per contest. Someone who is six foot two, wound up shooting from three-point range only about 30%, so a little bit of an issue there. Was very surprised to see that Taron Todd did not wind up getting more minutes than he did while he was at New Mexico this last season. Someone who began his career at TCU at TCU, put up four and a half points per contest, shot 39% from three as a six foot five combo freshman. Winds up coming into New Mexico. Wound up starting in 13 games, but 4.2 points per contest. The three-point shooting really fell off the table as he wound up shooting from three-point range right in the pocket of about 24.5%. Was a really highly touted recruit coming out of high school, but you just take a look at the back half of the season and things just did not wind up going well for him whatsoever. He scored a combined eight points in the final seven games, getting shut out in six of them, so he just was not able to really put together good performances towards the back half of the season. It felt like the coaching staff had really soured on him as the season wound up going along, so he decided that he is going to be looking for new opportunities and he has decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal. Match Dusanich, he wound up being a six foot eight gentleman that came over from Slovenia. Just really didn't see a lot of time with San Francisco. He's going to be going to Hawaii Pacific. This is very easy for your handicap. All you need to do is when someone winds up going from the D1 level to the non-D1 level, note that they are no longer on the roster, and that's pretty much all that you need to do there. Dom London, who really tore it up with Maryland Eastern Shore this last season after spending a year at Florida Gulf Coast, came into Maryland Eastern Shore, helped them really be one of the better cover teams in all of college basketball. Very little was expected out of them. 10.5 points, 3.5 boards, 2 assists, someone that was an integral part of what was a solid defense. Shot right around 34.5% from 3-point range. He's out there in the transfer portal. Got to figure that there's going to be quite a few teams that are interested in him because we wound up seeing Maryland Eastern Shore after they wound up opting out of the 2020-21 season. You know, make a postseason tournament. Now, it was, I believe, the basketball classic, but still, they were able to make some good noise, and London was a big part of that, so kudos to him. Isaac Likely, he's likely going to be heading elsewhere as he has decided that he's going to be entering in the transfer portal. We've seen a dip in production with him in recent years. It's been a four-year starter for Oklahoma State, but really his best year came during the 2019-20 season where he had 11 points, four and a half assists, two steals, 
steals per contest. Has never necessarily been a great three-point shooter. A career 28%, three-point shooter 62% at the free throw line. But this last year, seven points, three and a half assists, five and a half rebounds per game, six foot five. Do it all sort of player. Not a guy that is necessarily going to do one thing great, but a guy that is going to do many things for your team. He has decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal. So, going to be interesting to see where he winds up ending up. We did wind up seeing a gentleman from Idaho State decide that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal as well as Zachary Vissedin. He was averaging right around two and a half points per game this last season. Six foot nine, 260 pound. A little bit of a bowling ball guy who was able to hold it down down low. He has decided that he is going to be entering into the portal someone that's capable of shooting threes didn't necessarily pop a ton of them just to now wind up getting a lot of run with Idaho State in general he decided that he is going to be transferring elsewhere we did wind up seeing a gentleman go from a little bit of a higher level to a little bit of a lower level something that we were talking about with our good friend George Michalowski Jalen Hayes he wound up just seeing no playing time whatsoever this last season at Virginia Tech wound up seeing action in nine games wound up averaging right around one point per contest he decided that he is going to be going to East Tennessee State, and East Tennessee State has been doing quite a bit of this, and they've actually had quite a bit of success with it. We wound up seeing someone like Donald Sloan now. He did wind up seeing more minutes while he was over there at Kansas State. He decided that he was going to be going this route, and you do take a look at Ames, and now he's rated by 24-7 sports coming out of high school, and this is someone that, with regards to the class of 2020, was a little bit more off the radar, but that said, someone who has a six foot eight forward is a guy that's able to pop a couple threes. I think that he's going to be able to come in. He's going to be able to make some nice contributions. So we wound up seeing that go down on Tuesday. We also did wind up seeing Kim Aiken Jr., someone who was really bouncing around quite a bit. He was at... Eastern Washington, a little bit over 12 months ago, was one of the top players that we wound up seeing in the Big Sky Conference a few seasons ago as well. An all-Big Sky performer during the 2020-21 season at 11.5 points, 8.5 boards, shot right around 30% from three-point range as a six foot seven combo player, took the floor for Arizona in seven games, wound up not seeing the playing time that he liked with five points per contest and pretty much decided to bolt in. Now he's officially in the transfer portal. Going to be very intriguing to see what his prospects are because he was expected to go to Washington State but Washington State did not wind up offering the program that he was looking to enroll in as a graduate transfer. So he instead decided to go to Arizona. And then Arizona did not wind up offering him the playing time that he was looking for. So very strange story there. And he is out there in the transfer portal. Now out there in the transfer portal as well, Josh Umbala. He wound up putting up some big numbers out there in the MAC. It was the 2020-21 Defensive Player of the Year in the conference. Someone that this last season wound up putting up 13 points per game despite having a couple ailments during the season. 8.5 rebounds. Actually down from the 2020-21 season where he had 15.5 points, 10.8 rebounds per game. He's been able to pop a couple threes. Not a great three-point shooter at right around 25% for his career, but someone who is starting to become a little bit more of a stretch big. six foot seven, a little bit undersized for a power conference, but someone who has been able to go up against some of these big guys and has been able to do a solid job. Eduardo Andre, he is going to be heading down a level this last year. He was playing on Nebraska and didn't see a lot of minutes towards the beginning of the season. Towards the end of the year, though, became a little bit more trustworthy. I do think that at Fresno State, he's going to be able to do a relatively solid job with Fresno State. Got to figure that Orlando Robinson is going to become something like a late first, early second round pick for them. So that's a little bit of loss. 
when it comes to them. But you take a look at what Mr. Andre 3000 was able to do towards the back half of the season. Wound up averaging right around three rebounds per game in the final eight contests of the season. Was able to warrant a couple more minutes for this Nebraska team. So I do think that someone who's six foot ten, right around 230 pounds, a native of the Desertus area, as he was someone that wanted coming over from Arizona, is going to be able to go down a little bit of a level. And I think that he's going to be able to have success. So I do think that this is a very solid get for them. I think that it's going to be interesting to see where Michael Forian is going to be heading to school as well. This is someone that last year was at Eastern Washington, just did not wind up being able to see a lot of minutes in general, was really glued to the bench for this team, wound up putting up right around two points per contest. Someone who, coming out of high school, you were expecting him to be able to just use the 6'11 frame and be able to have a little bit of success at a little bit of a lower level. Did not wind up happening for him last season. So, he decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal. Eddie Scott is going to be doing that as well. Someone who began his career at Penn, decided to go to Long Beach State this last season, and why was that Bender in the 2019-20 season? Did wind up starting a few games, wound up having five points per contest. A career about 29% three-point shooter as a six foot six combo player this year at Long Beach State. Was a little bit of a defensive stopper for the team, but at just eight and a half minutes per contest, did not see the minutes that he was hoping to. So he decided that he is going to be entering in the transfer portal. We've seen this a few times from Oral Roberts where they wind up picking off a guy that just winds up getting absolutely no playing time whatsoever at a little bit of a bigger school, and they're hoping to do that with Damari Williams. Williams, he wound up playing at Arizona State this last season, but, well, he didn't wind up playing because he wound up seeing action in zero games. Someone that, according to 24-7 Sports, in that recruiting class was someone that you were expecting to be able to have a little bit of success. Six foot six, a little bit of a combo player. Number 184 when it comes to the recruiting class of 2021. Athletic guy that's able to guard multiple positions. And more importantly for Oral Roberts, a guy that's able to put up the three. And Oral Roberts are a team that they don't necessarily play a lot of defense. They do play a whole like, a lot of offense. And it's going to be a solid gift for them as Seven Brewer is going to be that for Duquesne. Duquesne has been looking to build through the transfer portal. Hasn't necessarily went their way. And Brewer, a undersized guy, five foot eight, but a all-conference USA player this last season as he really took some strides forward. 15 points, 5.5 assists per contest, shot 83% at the free throw line, 40% from three. I do think that he might have a little bit of a tough time out there in the Atlantic 10. We've seen a lot of these Atlantic 10 teams really do a solid job of being able to hit the transfer portal, but that said, I do think that he's going to be able to come in and be a little bit of a primary ball handler for a Duquesne team that they badly needed with all the guard inconsistencies that they wound up having this last season and with all the guys that wound up transferring out during the offseason as well. So a good pickup there. Lucy Patterson, he was playing at Missouri State this last season. It's decided that he is going to be transferring out of the program. He wound up seeing starts in 26 games, 7.5 points per contest. Not a guy that was ever going to light it up from three-point range. A little bit of a defensive stopper and more of a glue guy in general. Someone who was going to be dishing out the ball quite a bit. You take a look at what he was able to do towards the back half of the season. And this guy was never necessarily a primary scorer. But from January 5th on, wound up seeing a little bit of a bump up to more like 8.5 points per contest. You did wind up seeing a couple of injuries when it comes to Missouri State. And we've noticed it with Missouri State. A lot of their, shall we say, lesser guys, like a Javante Black, has decided that he's entering in the transfer portal. Saw the same with DeMarcus Sharp as well. So a lot of the guys not named Isaiah Mosley, Gage Prim, now out of the fold for Missouri State. So it's going to be interesting to see how they wind up being able to put the pieces together and how they wind up being able to support those two gentlemen if both wind up deciding to return. So I'm going to be very interested to see what happens there. Jaden Stone, this last season, he just didn't wind up seeing a lot of minutes at Grand Canyon, right around three points per contest. Someone that for his career shot about 30% from three, but someone that wanted coming out of high school with a little bit of promise. Detroit has decided that they're going to be taking a shot on him. 
I do like what Detroit has been able to do in recent years in the transfer portal. They wound up picking up DJ Harvey a few seasons ago. Problem was, DJ Harvey just was unable to really go into takeover mode like you were expecting, but this is someone in stone that he wound up having offers early on from schools like Auburn, like Alabama, a former top three in recruit with where he was going to be adding to someone who spent a little bit of time, I believe, at the junior college level, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So Detroit hoping to be able to buy low on a guy that has a lot of upside, just was unable to put it together the last two seasons at Grand Canyon. Johnny Braggs has decided that he is going to be going into the transfer portal. Something that you're not able to brag about is his stats because, well, he wound up playing absolutely nothing over there with Montana. Montana has swung and missed quite a bit with regards to the recruits in the transfer portal. It's been a team that has been able to do a very solid job, but you do take a look at 24-7 sports, a kid that wanted coming from the Nevada area. And I believe that Oregon State was one of the schools that was trying to be able to get him a little bit of a six foot two combo guard, a little bit undersized for a shooting guard, but a guy that is able to handle the ball. So, Going to be interesting to see where he winds up ending up. Lucas Johnkem, he has decided that he is going to be transferring away from Radford. And he is going to be going to Morgan State. Morgan State, in my opinion, getting a relatively solid get here. Guy that lies here for a Radford team that it was very much a whole square than some of its parts. Did not wind up putting up the numbers that he did two seasons ago. Right around five points per contest during the 2020-21 campaign was one of the primary low post players for this team. Nine points, four and a half rebounds per game. Not a guy that's going to go out there, stretch a floor, and shoot threes, but actually began his career at VCU, so does have a little bit of versatility. Played in a little bit of a slower style at Radford. Morgan State, they're a team that they play very, very up-tempo, so that is going to be a little bit of a changeover for him, but having began his career over there at VCU, that is going to probably be able to prepare him for this spot. So I do think that he's going to be able to be a little bit of a fit there. Marco Andrick, he decided that he is going to be transferring away from Little Rock. Someone who, when he was out there on the floor this last season was solid, he's just been dealing with injury issues the last two seasons. Wanted putting up right around 5.5 points per contest. A career 43% three-point shooter. Some of that winds coming over from the country of Serbia. And a, once again, guy that's able to knock down threes. Some of that doesn't necessarily have great size at right around 6'2", but if you're looking for a designated scorer, some of that's able to come in off the bench and is able to give you some production. He is that question is, is he going to be able to stay healthy and be able to stay out there on the floor? Chris Freeman he has decided that he is going to be transferring away from Jacksonville State. And you take a look at the two years that he wound up having at UT Rio Grande Valley, and they were pretty solid. 2020-21 season for the Vaqueros of UT Rio Grande Valley. Six and a half points, three and a half rebounds per game. Three-point shooting wound up taking a dip from his freshman year. Freshman year is 36%, well, like 27% this season, but just couldn't get out there on the floor for Jackson State. Only wound up playing in four contests. was a little bit surprising. I thought that he was going to tear it up out there in the swag, but he decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal. Wound up talking about this with George. The fact that Norchad Omir one of the top transfers out there in the portal. He has decided that he is going to be going to Miami. Now, Miami, they've got Nigel Pack and Norchad Omir in the last seven days. And with Mr. Omir, 18 points, 2 blocks, 12.2 rebounds per game this past season. Not a guy that is going to stretch a floor and is going to be able to shoot threes or anything like that, but guy that is just a complete and utter animal down low. You take a look at what he wound up doing from the month of February on. Final 10 games of the season. 19.7 points, 1.7 blocks, 14.1 rebounds per game, and he took nearly seven free throws per game. Shot right around 72% of the free throw line. That's serviceable, considering the 
just sort of rebounding that he winds giving you now. He is only six foot seven, so that is a little bit of an issue out there in an ACC where you're going to be going up against guys like Armando Baycott and company, but guy has a big frame at right around 230 pounds. I do think that he's going to be able to take a little bit of a beating down low if he needs to, and I do think that he's going to be able to come in and he's going to be able to have some success. So you wish him absolutely nothing but the best. And then we were talking about Missouri State losing so many pieces. This one just wanted coming across as well. Isaac Haney, he was a All-Missouri Valley Conference All-Freshman Performer. Guy that didn't put up big numbers, but was able to give you right around four points per contest shot, right around 33.5% from three. Looks like a kid that you could really build around for the future. He has decided that he is going to be entering in the transfer portal, so that winds up putting this team behind the eight ball a little bit as well. He just didn't wind up getting the minutes that you hoped that he would towards back of the season from, I would say, late January on, final 12 games of the season, only wound up giving the team right around three points, two and a half rebounds per game, so they wind up having his minute slash towards back out of the season. Got to figure that that's a big reason why he has decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal. Deuce Gittery, he was playing this last season over at Texas State. He decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal. Going to be interesting to see what his prospects are. Did not wind up seeing a lot of playing time. Average three points per contest two seasons ago. A five foot eight, a little bit of a shifty guy that in the right spot, I feel like he could be a little bit of a primary ball handler, but certainly was not that at Texas State. So he decided to transfer away. Duke has been doing a solid job of finding guys in the transfer portal that really don't give them a lot. I think that this could be another one. Kale Cutchings, who was at Harvard this last season, and at Harvard, 9 points, 4 rebounds per game, shot 36.5% from 3, is heading over to Duke. This is clearly a guy that is trying to bring a little bit of veteran presence. Maybe he winds up giving you a few minutes per game. 6'6 six six combo player that is able to shoot threes. He's not going to be quite a Theo John. I still remember this last season with Duke. They wound up bringing in a transfer that was beginning his career at Davidson and Bates Jones and was really there for his experience and his experience only. Jones did wind up playing in 27 games, 5.5 minutes per contest. This feels like sort of that exact same thing here with him. So I ain't good for Mr. Ketricks is going to be attending Duke. I don't think that you're going to be expecting a lot out of him, though, so it's going to be a case in which he's going to be certainly upping out the locker room. I don't know if he's going to do a whole lot else. Hunter Woods, I do think that he's going to be doing quite a bit over there at Portland State. Portland State, they had another Woods a few seasons ago in Holland Boo Boo Woods, who tore it up. I don't know if Hunter is going to be doing quite that. As Hunter, you take a look at his scoring this last year, and it's really dropped, and honestly, it's dropped from his freshman year. It was 10.1 points per contest during the 2019-20 season, following season 8 points per game this year, 6 points per contest, but that said, a career about 32% 3-point shooter, a guy that for his career has been able to give you 6 rebounds per game at 6 foot 5 Nice little bit of a combo player heading over to Portland State. Very solid gift for them. I think that he's going to be able to see meaningful minutes right away. I think that that is going to be rock solid for them. What else is rock solid is the fact that UT Martin has picked up a trio of transfers. Parker Stewart, who is beginning his career at the program, along Desmond Williams from Troy and Jordan Sears from Gardner-Webb. We're going to talk about Sears first. Someone who wound up seeing a big fall from his freshman year. Wound up as a freshman at Gardner-Webb. Nine and a half points per game, shooting 40% from three, 85% at the free line this last year. He did put up eight points per contest. Wound up actually giving out a few more assists as well, but saw a dip to 21% from three-point range. Someone who had five foot eleven is a little bit undersized, but now he's able to be a little bit more of a primary ball handler because Parker Stewart is going to be joining him. Parker Stewart, he wound up having his father coach a team a few seasons ago, and his father actually unfortunately passed away, but you take a look at that season at Stewart wound up having at UT Martin during the 2019-20 season. 19 points, 4.5 boards, 
3.8 assists, shot 35% from three-point inches last year at Indiana. Six points per game, shot 64.5%. The free throw line still solid from three-point range, but at a lower level at 6.5, this guy's a matchup nightmare. Prove that at the Big Ten level, he's just not necessarily as effective, but I think that he's going to be able to come in and he's going to be able to light it up in an Ohio Valley Conference. And we're going to call it what it is. We've seen a lot of talent wind up leaving the conference here in the offseason. Then Desmond Williams, who's coming over from Troy. Someone who wound up putting up seven points per game. Not a guy that's going to give you a whole lot of rebounding, but shot 36.5% from three-point range. Was able to dish out right around assists half per game. A steal per contest. Very much a plus defender over there at a Troy team that they didn't have a lot working with regards to their offense, but on defense... This team was relatively solid. So I take a look at them being able to get him, and I do think that all three of these transfers going to UT Martin, they are going to be able to make a big effect. Saba Gigabria, he is seven foot one, 250 pounds, comes over from the country of Georgia. He's now heading to San Francisco. San Francisco just always loves these international, like, seven-foot guys that they don't want to be doing a lot at their previous school at Georgia Tech. On putting up two and a half points, two and a half rebounds per game. Someone who's not necessarily going to be stretching the floor, but someone who's got a seven-foot-one frame is very moldable. He's going to be heading over there to the Dons of San Francisco. You take a look at what Gigabree was coming out of high school, according to 24-7 sports in the recruiting class of 2020. Right around 200th, actually. Approximately 209th, so a guy with a little bit of talent. So San Francisco hoping to buy low invest in a seven foot one guy and if he's able to develop that is going to be a home run hit for them you did wind up seeing Davion Harmon decide that he was going to be entering in the transfer portal beginning his career at Oklahoma and is a former top 50 consensus recruit that this last year at Oregon well I'm seeing a little bit of a dip from what we wound up seeing at Oklahoma two seasons ago while I was at Oklahoma during that 2020-21 season 13 points Three and a half rebounds per game, shot right around 33% from three. It was a little bit more efficient this last year, 36.7% from distance, more around 11 points per contest. And I do take a look at Armin. You did wind up seeing quite a few injuries around Oregon. And when you did wind up seeing those injuries happen with the program, he then became very feast or famine. Final 14 games, wound up putting up 11 points per contest, but wound up only shooting right around 58% at the free throw line end. In the team's final 10 games of the season, he wound up having six or fewer in five of them. He wound up having 12-plus in the other five. So I do think that consistency could be big for Davion Harmon, but if you're a team out there in the transfer portal and you need a guard, I think that Davion Harmon is certainly someone that you want to be taking a look at, and I just attribute it to the fact that it was just a strange Oregon team this last season. We've seen Dana Altman always do great things in the transfer portal, just not one of his best jobs this last season. The Georgia to Dayton connection winds up continuing as you wind up seeing that a season ago, you wind up seeing Dayton wind up having some very good production out to Manny Kamara. Now they're open for the same out of Tyrone Baker. Baker just did not wind up seeing the floor this last season over there at Georgia. Someone who's saying six foot eleven, a little bit of a bean pole at a buck ninety, but that said, someone that coming out of high school is right around the number 266 ranking according to 247 Sports. I do think that he's going to be able to come in. He's going to be able to do some relatively solid work and it's going to be able to help sure things up down low for the Dayton Flyers. So, a good get there. Keyshawn Saunders, he was playing this last season for the Toledo Rockets, was an all-MAC performer and someone this last season wound up just seeing a little bit lesser production. Three and a half points per contest was a little bit banged up. You go back to what he was able to do, what he was an all-MAC, all-freshman performer during the 2019-20 season. Seven and a half points, 
Guy that from three-point range shot right around 36% from three. And for his career, shot 37.3% from three-point range. He's heading to Portland State as well. So you've got Hunter Woods along with Keyshawn Saunders both entering into Portland State. I do like what this program is building right now. Denver, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a case in which they're going to be able to re- reach the mountaintop of the Summit League. But I do like what they're able to add in there in the transfer portal as well. As Ben Bowen, has decided that he is going to be going from Wyoming and he is going to be entering into Denver. Did not wind up playing this last season at Wyoming, but he wound up having Wyoming add three guys in from the Pac-12. So you did wind up having to just make a little bit of room for him. And General Bowen was one of the runoff guys. Six foot five gentleman that is able to pop a couple threes. Is a native of the state of Colorado. I do think that this is going to work out very well for him. He's going to a place in which you should be able to see some solid minutes. And then you did wind up seeing someone from the D2 level go up to the D1 level. That'd be Siku Siala. He was averaging 22 points per contest out of Nova Southeastern. I believe that he was either an All-American at the D2 level or he was the D2 All-American Player of the Year. So, I mean, this guy was putting up absolutely massive numbers. 22.4 points per contest and shot 79% at the free throw line. Now, not a guy that's going to step out there and shoot threes. Shot 100% at the three-point line as he went one of one, but someone who had 6'5", he makes his home a little bit more down low, does a great job of being able to get to the free throw line. Attempted well over six free throws per game. Ten and a half rebounds per contest. Got to question if the six foot five size is going to be daunting to him a little bit. But we did wind up seeing a guy in Cameron Holden going to Towson, which is where he's going to be going. And he became ultimate Swiss Army knife guy for that team. Was able to do it all. You've got to think that they're hoping that Ciala is able to have similar results to what Holden wound up having. And I do think that it's a good upside play for them. Revan Galloway has bounced around the transfer portal quite a bit in recent years. And now he is going to be heading to Clemson this last season. He was playing at Boston College, so he's going to be staying within the conference, and Galloway just wound up being a little bit banged up this season. That wound up taking a little bit of a shine off of him. Did play in 25 games. Was able to give the team 8.5 points per contest, and you go back to what he was able to do during his last full season at College of Charleston. Wound up playing four games during the 2020-21 season, so we're going to throw that away, but during that 2019-20 campaign, 11.5 points per game. Shot 36% from three, and for his career at Charleston, wound up being a 36% three-point shooter. Shot 25.6% from three at Boston College. I was really questioning if this is a guy that belonged at the ACC level. Now we're seeing a second team take a shot on him in a second straight year. I do wind up questioning this a little bit. Now I recognize a Clemson did wind up striking out on Jalen Llewellyn, who it looked like he was going to be coming there, and then he decided, no, thanks, I'm good. So that was a little bit of an issue, but still, very befuddling there. You did wind up seeing Craig Porter Jr. who entered into the transfer portal. He got a couple NIL deals from Wichita State, and he's going to be going back to Wichita State. Very clear what the move was there, but he's going to be an impact player for Wichita State, especially with Tyson Etienne currently entered into the NBA draft. Wound up putting up last season 7.5 points, 4 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 1.6 steals per game, shot 34 and a half percent from three-point range. Really a master of none, but very, very good at many things. Sort of player. I do like his overall game. Someone who I think is going to be able to do some solid things over there at Wichita State. He's not going to be that takeover guy, but very much is able to be the heart and soul of a defense that was in the top 75 with regards points a lot on a per-possession basis. So, Wichita State being able to hold on to him, that is big. And this is going to be big for St. Bonaventure, a team that they were only five deep last season. They're losing a lot of what they wound up having last year as well. Kyrell Luch, he was playing at Holy Cross 
Cross this last season. And Ole Cross was a little bit better than expected. And a big reason why was because of Mr. Luch. 13 points. Ceiling lap per contest. Shot 35.5% from three-point range. He decided that he is going to be heading over to the bodies of St. Bonaventure. So he's going to be staying in the northeast part of the country. And you take a look at what Luch was able to do down the stretch. And he was pretty solid. Final 13 games of the season. 14.8 points. Three assists. Shot 34% from three on right around five threes per contest. So he was able to do a very solid job for that program. And I think that it's going to be very fascinating to see what we wind up getting in college basketball moving forward as I'm right now doing everything I can to take a look at all the news, notes, moves, what have you, to be able to make the 2022-23 season as profitable as humanly possible. So if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, you are able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. Size per usual, please send these into the timeline and the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you're in this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. Big thanks to George Michalowski. Does an absolutely terrific job over there at the Portal Report. He joined me in the last segment. I will be catching you guys once again tomorrow and I'll be with you guys every single day throughout the year whether we've got games or not, which means I'll be back once again tomorrow. Thanks so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.